0: going to America, going to Boston, and going there for the first time on the first flight of an Irish airliner direct to Boston. Check your car in the airport car park, and that's that. There's nothing wonderful in going to America by air, But the longer one lives without going there, the more improbable does the idea of America seem. This America begins to appear like the inventions of writers of science fiction. The camera shows evidence of the existence of this continent, but we know the camera can create anything. It's true that we do meet the American race, a race always travelling, yet never learning how to travel. Their houses are suitcases, their hatcheries and breeding grounds are... Well, where are Americans born? Where is this race of travellers replenished? Does it occur on the wing, or are the seas calmed for it, as for the legendary Halcyon bird? Or is there really an America, this country in whose existence I believed as a boy, but which is now clouded with a doubt? I'm to find out. And the first command from this shadowy land is that I must be immunised against smallpox. So I bear my left shoulder and the doctor approaches. He has a swab in his hand.
1: Clean up the skin with some methylated ether. <laughs> this is lymph. Put a drop of lymph on the arm. And then... A minute scratch through the lymph, less than a quarter of an inch. Mm-hmm. And then we rub the lymph into the scratch.
0: How long does this take to uh, take effect? It does have effect sometimes, doesn't it? Oh, it, it, it comes up
1: about the eighth day. Mm. See? Sometimes, if you've been done quite recently, you get an immune reaction within 48 mm. hours. Yes.
0: Is that bad, painful?
1: Uh, Well, you haven't been down since birth, so there's probably going to be quite a painful arm. I see.
0: Painful Painful arm. Thank you very much. Now, my passport. My passport is valid, but it'll need a visa, and that'll mean another photograph. And there it is. There I am, far too disagreeable-looking to be a criminal, and in the dreadful way of passport photographs, it's just like me. Now, the application for the visa. Name, all other names, description, ethnic classification, I fill it all in. The American consulate in Dublin smiles on me with favour. All is well. And so, time passes. Two days, four days, seven days, and... up and throbs. I am not well. I am ill. I am very ill. I am about to die. Please fetch a doctor, a solicitor and an undertaker. I am hot. I am cold. I am hot and cold by turns, by Fahrenheit, by Celsius and by Réaumur, I have a temperature. I have a fever. I have four degrees of fever. Vaccination has done its work. I am delirious. painful
2: arm
0: thank you very much painful arm thank you very much painful arm thank you very much ah i am immune to smallpox day comes. Bundle up the papers, the vaccination certificate, bright yellow, the passport with photograph, horrible. And now, the letter of introduction, to go with my photograph, to go with my visa, to go with my vaccination certificate, to go with my ticket, to go with my boarding card, to go on the flight to Boston. and there's the super constellation that's going to bring us to boston ireland to boston for the first time by an irish company but more important to me my first flight across the atlantic our baggage is on board our places are reserved for us and as we get near the ramp we see that she's brightly lit inside home already a welcoming ship
3: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome aboard to all those passengers who have just joined us on this Irish airline, Super Constellation St. Bridget. We are now ready to take off for Boston. Will you kindly fasten your seat belts and no smoking until we are airborne. Thank you.
0: Got everything? Recording set? Yes, obviously. Tapes? Spare batteries? Yes. Suitcase? Somewhere. Money? Mm mm-hmm. Ticket? Yes. And on my passport now appear these words
1: American Embassy, Dublin, Ireland. Non emigrant visa number DBL416. To J. Norris G. Davidson. Valid for unlimited applications for admission into the United States if presented before the 25th September 1962. Signed, Vice Consul, Embassy of the United States of America.
0: airport building slipping away behind us out over the River Shannon and we're turning back across it already as we gain height. We're heading towards a tongue of land that's the south part of County Clear and when we've crossed it we'll head out over the Atlantic. Yes definitely turning away westwards. The Moonlights making the water below us look just like the color of molten lead I know enough about the routine now to know that back in the control tower they'll be listening for our report and then they'll come back to the captain with his final instructions
1: 103 from shannon air control roger you're clear to maintain flight level 120 to boston send your first position report at 15 west and every five degrees thereafter you are now clear to shannon air radio on two nine eight seven primary frequency five six seven one secondary
0: good night good night there was something comforting in that matter-of-fact good night we've passed from radio control local radio control to the air control station that will be with us until we've reached halfway air control with our ships in the Atlantic and our own navigational aids were well looked after. So, bedtime over the Atlantic as we slip diagonally down from 53 degrees north towards the 42nd parallel. I've changed my shoes for a pair of espadrilles, hung up my coat and put on a light pullover. The pillows and rugs come out of cellophane wrappers and the seats tilt back at the touch of a button. Lights out or reduced to a glow. And already I'm further west from Ireland than I've ever been and I'm being gently rocked to sleep. Putting out the lights has brought up a wonderful mountain landscape outside. Only the, the mountains are clouds sleeping under the moon. Our shadow is racing across them with a rainbow surrounding it. That's the kind of thing that might startle the sheep, if there really were any down there on the mountains, just as though a dog had got among them. So many people fly the Atlantic every day that I don't see why I'm so concerned with my flight, but there it is. There's a first time for everyone, and tomorrow I'm going to shave with an electric razor I bought for the occasion. I didn't know they always had them on board. That's me, battling along, miles in the wake of progress. I'll be discovering cocktails next. You'd swear there were white sheep down there below us. If you kept on looking out with your head on your pillow long enough, you'd swear that those clouds were mountains and that they had sheep on them. If you could keep on looking, keep your eyes open. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you've had a comfortable night. Yes, thanks. I had a comfortable night. I woke just a couple of times and saw the green starboard light on that huge reassuring wing and I listened to those patient engines hauling us through the thin air. And then in the dawn, the edge of the wing seemed to harden and the first glow of the exhaust disappeared. And now it's daytime. Electric razor time. Breakfast time. And there it is. America does exist. People come from it and go to it. We see it on films. We read about it. We hear it on the radio. And there it actually is below me. Excuse my wonder, but after all, I've never seen it before. It looks exactly like a colored photograph in a travel magazine. Rough country, bare rocks and mountains trees and deep still lakes, not a ripple. The kind of lakes you read about as a child where you went fishing in birch bark canoes with faithful Indian trappers who wore felt hats turned down all round. And then you grilled the trout for breakfast by the lake shore and had hot biscuits with them and coffee and tin mugs. It's the Fenimore Cooper story country and the General Arnold country and it was there all the time It looks like the pictures painted by grandma moses exactly like them the farms are trimly fenced and all the buildings are shining in what appears to be a fresh paint it's neat and it's toy-like and everywhere there's a tree it's wearing the colors of the new england fall this must be new england below me <laughs> i can't take my eyes off it to ask the trees are rich brown and copper and yellow quite a lot of yellow Those green farms all seem to be divided up by white-painted rail fences. It's all so pretty and dreamy, you can't believe it. There's all kinds of scenery on this run, getting tamer and gentler from the deep blue sea inlets and the trapper's country and over dramatic mountains to this beautiful countryside. A smiling land that was grey, wasn't it? Well, this is a smiling land, innocent and delightful.
3: This is just to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, that we shall be landing at Logan Airport, Boston in 30 minutes.
2: Shamrock
1: 103. Shamrock 103. Shamrock 103, you are cleared to descend to Boston outer marker to hold and maintain 3,000 feet cross East Boston at 5,000 report leaving 10 and East Boston at 5,000 contact Boston approach control over outer marker on frequency
4: 118.7 Shamrock 103 clear to descend to Boston outer marker to hold and maintain 3,000 feet cross East
0: And there is Boston, down below us, it must be it. We're coming in from the sea, and it looks as though we're going to pass to the north of it. There's a harbor below us. Another harbor, now a tiny fishing harbor. Beautifully laid out suburbs behind it. The wheels have just gone down, and now we're making a long descent to Logan Airport. I believe it's built on reclaimed land seems to be right at the edge of the sea. Beaches, islands, more beaches, and a wonderful forest of maple, wonderful colors. Now, we're just passing over the airport. We're probably going to turn. Yes, turning and losing height. Out over the sea again. Lots of little islands. The sea's so calm, you can sea down to where they rise out of the sea bottom of the bay. Flaps going down, and we're turning to port. Streams of vapour from the wings. Lovely, misty autumn day. That fishing harbour again. Radio masts. A fort, a fort dating, oh, well back to the beginning of the last century. All green grass and pleasure gardens inside now. Now, low over a big harbour, the real harbour I suppose it is, so low, my goodness, it looks as though we're going to scrape those masts. Clear water again, settling down, lower and lower, lined up for the runway, and America. only then I heard the screaming superchargers, and as they died away, I suppose I should have allowed myself to record some solemn thoughts then about finding myself in our aircraft sitting on the surface of the American continent for the first time. But, in fact, I was too busy collecting my recording equipment. Maybe I should have paused when I came down the ramp and my foot touched American soil. But I didn't And anyhow, it was concrete. I never once touched American soil in that visit. There was a crowd of people to welcome us, mostly Irish people, and somewhere in the crowd an Irish piper was playing. You're Mr Davidson. Yes. My name is Flynn. Ah, how are you? How are you? Welcome.
4: Um, Did you meet our king on the flight? His radio station would be glad to help you. No,
1: I didn't. Well...
0: Now, my preconceptions about America began to go. And before this feature ends, you'll hear a lot of them going. As I said, the later in life one goes to America for the first time, the harder it is to believe that there is an America to go to. But, just as in the case of the hereafter, one does have preconceptions. And one of mine was of a fierce force of customs officials and questions about having designs on the life of the president and, of course, fingerprinting. This preconception went to these words.
3: As far as immigration is concerned, you have all been cleared. There will be no
1: necessity of you going before the immigrant inspector with your landing card or presenting your U.S. passport. You may
0: retain your passport and will not be asked to show it. Special flight, special conditions. Outside the airport, a line of automobiles was waiting for us, drawn up behind the mayor's limousine and a motorcycle escort. The cars had been all temporarily decorated with green posters of an Irish character. All this and a cigar-chewing driver I had anticipated. But when we moved off... When we moved off, the driver's peaked cap turned to us and the driver said...
3: I hope none of you gentlemen mind being driven by
0: a woman. Goodness, yes, I do. I'm scared to death.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess we'll just have to be extra careful. Can't stop the mayor's motorcade to put you down.
0: 31 hours in Boston lay ahead and take off at least 7 for sleep. 31 hours to be ticked away by my watch, which I'd adjusted to Boston time. And now, for the first time, I began to wonder we were far from home. At home, the evening newspapers would be on sale in the streets of Dublin. That's what would be going on in Dublin at this moment. But this was Boston. Lunch, His Worship the Mayor, in honour of the inaugural flight. Reception, the Honourable Summer Day for the inaugural flight. Dinner, His Excellency the Governor. Reception after dinner, someone else. Cocktails, lunch in honour of farewell receptions. All that to be done in 31 hours. I decided at once that lunches, dinners and receptions were out. More important than anything was to try to see a little and hear a little in order to learn a little and bring it back for a broadcast. So I boarded a tourist bus, and the conductor started his non-stop commentary through a loudspeaker that distorted his words.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, we are going on a one-hour tour that'll take us around historic Boston and out of Charlestown. Now, ladies and gentlemen, my instructions are: we go on one-hour tour. Now, actually, on the tour itself, we
0: generally have things began to take on reality. I stood where Paul Revere stood when he watched for the signal lanterns on the church tower that would tell him whether the English attack was coming by land or by sea. in the midnight
3: ride Paul Revere, part of that poem was if by land and two by sea. They hung from the tower that church.
0: Now, ladies and gentlemen... I stood where Benjamin Franklin had stood, and where he'd been baptised and where he'd worshiped
3: in that same church, Benjamin Franklin. One of 13 children was baptised. He was born on the opposite side of that church at number 17 Milk
0: Street. I saw the State House, in which is preserved the sacred cod, a symbol of Boston's original prosperity, which was based on fishing. I saw, still afloat, old Ironsides, the 18th-century line-of-battleship that cleared the French pirates from the American coast and the West Indies, bombarded Tripoli and gained victories over the British. And I saw it all inside an hour. I saw Italy in Boston and Ireland in Boston and England in Boston and the wooden houses of old Boston in Boston. But nobody admits to living in Boston.
3: Well, no, I don't exactly live in Boston. I live outside in Peabody.
0: But you've lived in Boston since you left Ireland, haven't you, Mr. McMahon?
2: Uh, Not just right here in Boston. I work here, but I live in Springfield. Mm -hmm. I don't live in Boston either. I come into my office every day from Cambridge. You commute, isn't that the word? You're learning
0: fast. (laughs) (laughs) Learning fast, but time was ticking away fast too, and all I knew was that nobody lived in Boston. Where could I get hold of something? A central idea that would represent Boston for me, something I'd remember as part of the Boston I'd known for a few hours. I explained this to a friend who was giving me a wonderful dinner of seafood. Oh, the oysters, the clams, the cod steak, and the lobsters of this Commonwealth of Massachusetts. I explained this to him, and he said it depended on what I wanted. I said I didn't know what I wanted. So I gave it up for the moment and went back to my hotel and up to room 408. Room with bathroom, with bath and shower, and a combined bottle opener and corkscrew built into the wall to help the extraordinary American pastime of bedroom drinking. A large room, in fact it was a double room, with radio, television, ten dollars a night. In London, or Dublin, I should have had to pay more and phone for the bottle opener. The preconception of all over impossibly high prices in America needed revision. When I woke next morning, I turned on the non-stop radio.
2: This is station WEEI, Boston. All America knows that better baking starts with diamond walnuts.
1: I use diamond walnuts.
0: Good, aren't they? I guess so. What do you mean, you guess so?
1: Oh, I never eat them. I I just crack these shells for exercise. Well, you don't know what you're missing. Diamond walnuts are delicious. Could be. And Washington police are holding Robert Armstead on charges of assault with a deadly weapon for shooting Doris Jones during a party at his home. Armstead said he shot Miss Jones because He put a grasshopper
0: in a sugar bowl. Another preconception, fed by incidents in films and books, was that all Americans breakfasted in drugstores. It never struck me that I'd also seen kitchens in films and people seated in dining rooms. Indeed, it was hard for a stranger to find a drugstore serving food. The genuine pharmacy seemed more common. Still, Boston isn't all America. I did find such a drugstore and asked about breakfast.
4: Well, you could have eggs, or you could have some uh, yeah. lux. Do you like Nova Scotia lox? What's they're that? It's smoked, smoked salmon with eggs. It's scrambled in eggs. It's delicious.
0: I never had smoked salmon at this hour in the morning before. Is Overall, that good?
4: Every, every Irishman has smoked salmon in the morning, don't they?
0: I never heard of it. It's a, it sounds like it's, an excellent an habit. English I'll, I'll Scotch, bring it home.
4: comes from Nova Scotia, yes. It's very good.
0: i would have that for fun. Yeah.
4: Right. You'll have it for fun. I mean, You'll enjoy it. Uh, and coffee? And coffee, and you yeah, can man. have. A, would you like a bagel, a toasted bagel, and cream cheese? I think you ought to have that. With a Lux. bagel.
0: I heard that. I read about that. Well, there, there. Why yes. Don't I would have a
4: toasted bagel and cream cheese.
0: <laughs> and the other thing as well. And, and lox. Yes. It's smoked salmon. Fine. I'll have okay. that. Thank you. Bye. Scrambled eggs and smoked salmon. Tough little buns and sour cream and wonderful coffee. Very good indeed. And now to work. I'd become interested in a district known as Little Italy. I'd begun to form a picture of the original Boston and the Boston the Irish moved into and the Boston the Italians moved into and the Boston ruled by the Irish and Italians into which refugees from Europe were moving. Little Italy. I saw it from the tourist bus and it reminded me of Italy in London or Italy in Paris. Sometimes it was like Italy itself. But how to get there? How to find Hanover Street? I went out through the traffic and talked to a policeman in his high box. Where was Hanover Street, please? Hanover? Hanover.
1: That's, uh... Are you going to walk or ride? Well, what's the best way? Taxi? Well, subway if you want to. Subway will take you right to it and save on traffic. Uh, You just go over here to the left, first left around the library, and you'll see subway east. Yeah. and then you get downstairs, get a Lechmere car, take you all the way to Scully, Scully Stations, about five stops, and then you uh, go upstairs and Hanover Street's right out of Scully Square.
0: Good. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Away went another preconception, that American cops were all tough and rude. What could be clearer and kinder than those directions... This is nice, this subway. It's underground or elevated as the mood takes it. Old fashioned, though the cars have been modernized. Built 60 years ago and paid its cost in 40 years. Facts. I'm getting facts. So, out at Scully Station and down to Hanover Street and the Italian market. <laughs> That's Marino Persichini from Monte Cassino. Radio and television performances, weddings and conventions attended. Ring, Worcester 5404. He doesn't live in Boston either. He's talking to a visitor. It's a meat and vegetable market. The vegetables bright and clean, the meat under glass. It's a fish market too. Fish from Yarmouth and New Bedford. Go to Boston for fish if you go for nothing else. But even when the words are English, the speakers are Italian, many of them Italian born. Uh,
3: two for a quarter, hey, two for a quarter, don't go away. Don't go away, come on. They're gold style, eh? Hey, hey. Yes, sir. We got that for supporting it, that's it. Get your voice, buddy. Put it on a record. Yeah, yeah. Sure,
0: buddy. Get your voice. Put him on a record and he sues me. Let's go away. children of the Italian colony in a playground, boys playing a ball game on one side, girls broken up into little groups watched by nuns, playing one of the seasonal and singing and counting games. A wire fence protects them from the traffic, and on the fence our poster says...
2: Hear the songs of Holy Ireland at Lindy's Bar presided over by the Honourable Sean Moynihan every Sunday.
0: Holy Ireland, Lindy's Bar, Sunday! Decidedly, decidedly, I'm far from home. Vote for Intraversato. That's another post. I look down at the pavement and read, Watch your step. Vote for Intraversato. This is the election campaign. Vote Michael Kelly, the man you can trust. Elections right up to the post of Governor of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, held by His Excellency of Italian descent, Foster Furcolo. Election slogans with Irish or Italian names neatly stenciled or precisely posted. No wild hand to the paintbrush here. Somebody slips a card into my
2: hand. Prevent the return of prohibition. Protect your right to enjoy alcoholic beverages. Vote yes for licences. Any other vote or failure to vote invites bootleggers and the unsavoury conditions of prohibition to move back into Massachusetts.
0: Prohibition in Massachusetts... What party could be sponsoring this? Knowing where I'd find someone definitely against it, I went into a bar. Very dark for a bar. For a bar at home, that is. Many intent and solitary drinkers. Jukebox at one end, television at the other. I ordered a bottle of beer, picking up the brand from an advertisement, and then, like other foreigners who haven't got the hang of a currency, I paid with a note and took my change flipping back a coin across the counter, because I knew that in America every service must be paid for. And that preconception was wrong too. The barman asked me what the coin was for. I said it was for him. After a long and serious glance, he said he guessed we'd better let the Archbishop have it and dropped it into a collection box for the charities of the Archbishop of Boston. It was the wrong coin in the wrong place for the wrong man. Boston isn't all America, but I never saw an outstretched palm in Boston. Now for the prohibition question. I never got to it because something drew my attention in another direction. But as a start to finding out which of the ruling races would be interested in bringing it in, I asked him if he considered
2: Boston to be an Irish city. Well, I don't know. Lots of Irish here, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm Irish myself, way back. Ooh. But there are lots of different people have been coming to Boston, ever since Boston's been, I'd say.
0: One nationality pressing in on another, you mean?
2: Yes. I guess the first settlers probably made it tough for the settlers that followed them. They made it tough for the Irish when they came.
4: Mm.
2: Began very small, the Irish did, but they got into big places. Still, I don't know that you'd call it an Irish city. Mm. Might have been 20, 30 years ago, but the Italians have been moving in since then. Irish tried to make it tough for them, but they got into the big places too. It's like that all along the line. I guess the Italians will kick when the next bunch of Europe tries to squeeze in. Yes. But they'll all be Bostonians in the end. No, I wouldn't agree it's an Irish city now, or an Italian city. It's Boston. Do you live in Boston? No. work here. I live in Swampscott.
0: That uproar came from right the other end of the bar, from the crowd watching television. I'd forgotten all about the seventh game in the World Baseball series, Yankees versus the Braves. Every car, shop, and bar was carrying that program one way or another. It was half-paralyzing the city. Someone had just done something good or bad. I knew nothing about baseball. But I tried to find out from a man who was playing the jukebox and watching the television at the other end of the bar at the same time. Apparently, it can be done. He tried to explain. Tried in his English. A batter. You know, the yes. one who has the, one the bat. Yes. Then there is a pitcher
4: who's throwing the ball. Yeah. Mm. Who is right here. Uh, who throws the ball to the batter? Yeah. Right. And then there is a catcher behind the batter, mm-hmm. who, when uh, the batter misses, it, catch the ball. Right. Yes. Catch the ball. Uh, now um, there is um, the ball must be thrown by the pitcher at the right height and right mm-hmm. upon a certain uh, little square yes. on the ground. You see. If it is off, then the batter is not compelled to strike it, mm. and the batter can miss three, three strikes, yes. which are good. Yes. After that, he is qualified. out. Yes. If yes. You, after he has missed three, yes. three strikes, yes. uh, Now, the game is all that uh, the the batter has uh, to reach the base. Before the ball does, he must beat the ball Before at the base. He has to go around all that. Well, so, suppose there are two teams, right?
0: Well, I realized this wasn't helping me an awful lot, but I remember the boys in the playground. They'd be sure to know something about baseball. But they were playing a game of their own. Breathless and watching the flying ball, they shouted bits of information about the game that they, American-born Italian children were playing. It's called punch. 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 You play it up against the wall. What? Up against the wall. No,
1: it. see, it's a game. Many players you can have play the outfield. It's just like baseball.
0: Do you like baseball?
1: Yes. It's like baseball.
0: Well, how do you play baseball?
1: Wait a minute. It's baseball, you use a bat and a pitcher throws and an then You bat the ball. But on am you just
2: throw it up and throw the ball up yourself and you
0: hit it. I see. Well, you stand up with the bat in baseball. What? You stand up with the bat. Yeah. And how many times do you get? Do you, how many times do they send the ball to you?
1: Three. Me. Three, three balls and three strikes. And then what?
0: Four
3: balls and three strikes.
0: And then what happens after that? Suddenly, the hour began striking. Unbelievably, it was time to go. Time to go home, and I'd only just begun to enjoy myself in my 31 hours. But maybe it was better to know one's limits than to stay a week in Boston and regret not seeing New York, or stay a month and be sorry about not having made a trip out of California. Indeed, at every moment I was very conscious of standing on the same ground as New York and San Francisco and New Orleans. They were all there, but so was the clock. I packed and went to the transportation and baggage desk of my hotel. 488's ready now. Can oh. I get the bag down from there? Yes, sir, right away. And uh, you'll send that out to the airport, then? That's correct,
1: sir. Well, now that
0: one, that blue one, will you keep it for me? I will. I hope right there's no so. drinking. There was no drink in it then, but later on there was. A bottle of rye whiskey. Bostonians don't send their friends away empty, even if they've only known them a few hours.
3: Your attention, please. I have a chairman. ...announcing the arrival of the
1: flight
3: number 110
0: from New York. And the aircraft was standing on the apron waiting for us. And it was goodbye to what I'd scarcely seen... ...and goodbye to the wonderful seafood and the graceful buildings... ...and oh, once more goodbye to the seafood, the clam chowder... ...and goodbye to the Irish and Italians locked in an election struggle... Boston takeoff. And in a flash we're over the sea and turning back as we climb. All today it's been very, very hot. The temperature has been well up in the 80s. And back over Boston now, the sun's setting and there's a tremendous heat haze and smoke haze. Aircraft coming and going below us. Small craft of all kinds in the harbor. Circling away again. I can see that fort that I noticed when we were coming in yesterday. never found out what it was, but then I never really found out about prohibition either, or baseball, or even Boston. Like other cities, Boston has its ugly spots, but from up here, it's beautiful all over. There are some of the wooden houses that have become quite familiar now. And there are the various landmarks that even in just the 31 hours that have gone by, we know all about, or ought to know all about, or think we know all about. Circling and climbing over those little islands again. A lovely serene evening, though the radio this morning gave warnings of thunderstorms over Vermont. That's one of the nice things here. All life, even the most commonplace things of life, seem to have a dramatic quality. Thunderstorm mornings for Vermont. That was Halifax, Nova Scotia. All lit up as we passed over it. And that's about the last of the land. Now, from radio control to radio control, sliding along our appointed courses like a bead of water on the cobweb of sky that enclose the world. And tomorrow we'll face the rising sun that lights the spent Atlantic rollers gnawing the western cliffs of Ireland. So we've dropped through the clouds, and we're approaching Dublin Airport. Well, owing to the long, wet summer, there's not much New England colouring here. But maybe the autumn belongs to America, the way spring belongs to Ireland. Those trim fields, they haven't got white fencing, and the houses and outbuildings are casually disposed, and they're not gleaming in the paint that bright paintwork we saw so much of but then they're not wooden buildings now I can see the airport car park very few cars in it at this hour of the morning but there's the top of my car waiting for me the convertible I left there the day before yesterday and very soon I'll be driving away in it picking it up 50... 51 hours later That's one thing that's been brought home to me. It never struck me before, though I must have been aware of it. You can drive out to an airport, leave the car, cross the Western Ocean for a few hours, come back, and check it out of the car park again. We take those things a bit casually, don't we? Here's the ground. The outer marker, the runway, and we're down. And it's all over. Now, I know less about America than the well-informed person at home. I've lost all perspective. Did I really get there and back, and return to find everything looking just the same, my car included? Did I really hear... Well, you
4: could have eggs, or you could have some uh, lox. Do you like Nova Scotia lox? What's or that? It's smoked, smoked salmon with eggs. It's scrambled in eggs. It's delicious. I never
1: had smoked salmon take, Somewhere you take you right to it and save on traffic. Um, you just go over here to the left, first left around the library, and you'll see Subway East. Baseball, you use a bat and the pitcher throws it in, you bat the ball, but on a punch, you just throw it up and throw the ball up yourself and you hit it.
4: I see.
0: No, I'm not convinced I was ever there, but I suppose I've got a bit of Boston in my recordings. Get into the car and drive away from the airport, from America, in fact. It's the most ordinary thing in the world. America on back and the engine's not even cold. Now I've got to make a radio program out of it. Radio program
1: Alright, that'll do. <coughs> They'll be ready for us in a minute. Now just be careful. Orchestra
0: stand by, please. Standing by.
1: Ask if they're okay to record. Tape room, are you standing by to record? Standing by.
4: Announcer? Standing by. Norris,
0: standing by, is it an Amber Cue?
4: Amber Cue, right. Start
1: recording. Start recording. Running. Cue Orchestra. Orchestra Cue. Down Orchestra. Cue announcer.
0: Radio Erin, the Irish Broadcasting Service, presents To Boston and Back, the radio documentary of a flying visit by Norris Davidson. Produced by Michael Garvey. Recording Supervisor Jim McHale. Music composed and conducted by Brian Boydell and played by the Radio Erin Light Orchestra. Going to America. Going to Boston. And going there for the first time on the first flight of an Irish airliner direct to Boston check your car in the airport car park, and that's that. To Boston and Back by Norris Davidson was presented by Radio Erin, the Irish Broadcasting Service.